Yo, what's up everybody? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no. I got double things going on here. Uh, that's not what I wanted to happen. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Is it going to stop? It's going to stop in just a minute. Oh, and now I know exactly what happened. <laughs> I was actually hearing double from something else. Man, I I was doing too many things in the beginning. Anyway, welcome to another Going Rounds podcast. I lost track of time. I was doing a couple different things. Um, you got to forgive me. I've been sick since Saturday. So, actually, everything was working just fine. I just had the volume up on where I monitor the stream. Who cares? I screwed up. I mean, what else is new? <laughs> but here's the thing. I, things were actually working correctly, and that makes me happy. So that's good. I just have to, you know, not be so distracted and lose track of time. But that's what I did. It's okay. Nothing was doubled. It was just in my ears. Again, I've been sick since Saturday. So I'm actually happy that I'm here right now doing this because, whoo. I almost I almost just called it off for the week. That's how sick I've been. I'm sure you hear it in my voice a little bit. I'm going to try to get through this without coughing. <laughs> try to get through this without having to clear my my throat a bunch of times. I probably sound a little nasally, but this has been the best day I've felt since Saturday. Uh, Friday night, I felt a little bit of something, but Saturday morning, I just woke up and I had sore throat, I had a little bit of a cough, progressively got worse through the day. Um, I, you know, I had planned on playing golf since like Thursday or Friday. I don't even remember what day it was anymore that I, that I planned. It was a super late, um, reservation I made and thankfully I got people together. We went and played some golf on Sunday, but I wasn't sure I was even going to make it. That's how bad I felt Saturday night. And then, yeah, um, I got up and played golf, and I probably made myself worse. Uh, it was a cold and windy day. Um, I thought it was going to rain, so I was like, you know what? I might just wind up getting out of this because I don't feel well. But stupid me. I, I do this to myself all the time. I push myself through. <sighs> I push myself through, and and I don't know. I put myself through some shit sometimes on purpose, and I don't even realize it. I just do it. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just get it done. And I really wanted to play golf. The last time we tried to play golf, it was too cold, too early in the morning. There was like a crazy delay. It would have taken all day, um, like super long. So uh, we didn't play. So I had to play some golf. It's been too long. Anyway, <laughs> enough of the rambling. So I've been sick. Excuse my voice. Um, but I'm feeling better. And I hope it just progressively gets better and my poor wife is still sick and I really hope that she starts feeling better soon because the sickness always hits her harder than it hits me so I mean I was pretty bad for a minute but uh I you know I tend to bounce back a little quicker she just has the bad luck of getting hit harder for longer so I'm hoping that she, it, it progressively gets better for her like it did for me and then, that's it, you know, we uh, get better and move on. <laughs> Who knows what the hell, I mean, uh, 
COVID. I, I don't know. Who knows anymore what's happening in this world? It's it's winter time. People get sick. That's what happens. So let's just get through it. Let's make it happen. Um, let's do the show. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, and I'm happy that I'm here and able to do it. So. Yeah, there's uh, UFC is back, and that's what we're here to talk about. Finally, after almost a month of no fights, we have the UFC back with the fight night. Unfortunately, in the Apex, you know, if you pay attention to any of these fights, you know when they fight in Vegas, uh, and it's a fight night, it's almost always in the Apex. I don't know when they're going to get rid of that, but um, to me... I mean, yeah, you can hear the punches, you can hear the kicks, you can, you know, you can hear a lot of stuff that you don't hear always, but man, it's just not the same, like, you you need the crowd, you need the, you need the cheers, you need the booze, whatever's happening in the crowd, you know, you see somebody walking out with music playing, and you're just like, and, and, and they're walking, and there's nobody, you know, it's just like, there's like three, four, five, six, ten people tops. Uh, you know, I, I know that they're letting more people in there now, but this was a thing that happened during the pandemic. Why are we still doing this? Uh, but I don't know. It's the UFC. That's their choice. It's their business. That's what they do. So we got to deal with it. And, you know, I would love to be one of those people that got to be in there during the time uh, just because it is kind of empty and, and stuff like that. But to watch on TV, it's not fun. Um it just seems so dead and so quiet, and and it's just awkward and weird. You would think we'd be used to it by now, but every time I really pay attention, I'm like, "This sucks, man." Let's get the crowd back in there. Let's everybody put puts on a show for what you know. At the end of the fights, they do the post fight press conference, and yeah, you're being broadcasted out to millions of people. But and and yeah, you're talking to the camera, and and you know, but most of the time they're playing to the crowd. So for them not to be to be out there saying, you know, let's hear it for so and so who just won, <laughs> and then there's like ten people, yay! Like, <laughs> okay, this is fucking weird. <laughs> but that's just me. That's my feeling on the thing. I know a lot of other people feel the same way. Um, it just need just just get everything back in. I mean, but then they go to arenas and they go places and they. They charge god-awful amounts of money to get in. Miami, I I posted that on social media and, you know, talking about, you know, I posted a a tweet saying what the prices were. And, like, the lowest price for a ticket in Miami uh, for $299, is it? $298, is fucking... $250 $250 for the cheapest, that's the cheapest ticket you can buy, so, yeah, you're, you're paying to get in, um, and so, you know, you take two people, it's $500, probably 800 after, like, fees and taxes and fucking whatever else, you know, I saw somebody that said they paid, uh, like, $1,800 for, and they bought the two eight, $800 tickets, and they wind up paying eighteen hundred. That's it's a lot, man. So I don't know. That's why I don't go to fights very often. That's a lot of money to be dropping. You know, you can take a whole vacation for that price. <coughs> there we go. There's number one. I'm gonna try not to do that as too often. But uh, yeah. So 
who knows, man? The the prices are crazy. The the pay per views are crazy too. Eighty dollars, but I'd rather pay eighty dollars a month than to pay. I mean, that's like how many pay per views if you go to the fight, uh, and the experience is cool. I've been to a couple. They were all fight nights. No no pay per views, um, and they were fun and they were cool. And I like the experience and I like being there, but. Sometimes it's just fun to watch at home, too. So <laughs> I'll get back to one sooner or later. But for now, we do this and we have watch parties or, you know, people come over and watch the fights with me, stuff like that. That's fun, too. I'm okay with it. Um, but, yeah, uh, Combat Sports News, that's what we're going to start with. I have not had any alcohol <laughs> since, I think, Saturday for dinner. I, I might I had a drink, yeah, but it was one, and I didn't even enjoy it because I was feeling crappy. And that's it. I don't think I've had anything since then. This is my first drink in almost a week, and that's okay. I mean, it's not like I've gone plenty. It's not like I need it. It's just normally I, I haven't podcasted. There's been no podcasting since last Sunday. Um, no, not even Sunday. Was it Sunday? No, not even Sunday. Uh, last, last week for this podcast was the last time I podcasted. I usually podcast on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Sundays and Tuesdays is for technically unsound podcasts. Uh, we go live on those days, but this past week we did not. So, uh, other things going on for Tommy and, um, I was sick. So no podcasting. It's been a week. So I usually have a drink during the podcast and I haven't. So here's my first one. Let's get this going. Let's start talking about some combat sports news. It feels good to be back here. It feels good to podcast again. And hopefully my voice holds up again like last week. This will probably be a bit shorter. But who knows if my... Uh... Hey, my mom's in the chat. <laughs> hey, mom. Thank you. She said uh, she hopes we feel better. I appreciate it, Mom. I love you. Thank you for supporting me and watching my uh, my stuff here, even though I know you're not, like, an MMA fan, but she still supports me. That's really cool. My family all supports me, and I love it. So I love you guys, and thank you. And, uh, yeah, hopefully my voice holds up, and we're going to get going here. Talking about the big boxing news that happened uh, this past week. Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou uh, gets announced big fight for boxing because, you know, Francis fought Tyson Fury and no one thought that he was going to have a chance. No one thought that he was going to do well, but he did. And he, <laughs> Magics, we all support you. I, I know, bro. Thank you. I appreciate you too. <laughs> um. But yeah, no one thought Francis Ngannou had any any kind of chance against Tyson Fury, uh, Tyson Fury. And then what happens? He drops him in the second round, I think. And no one thought that there was even a chance of that. So he did better than a lot of people thought. And a lot of people actually thought that he wound up winning that fight. So, And of course, the boxing world wasn't going to let that happen. If there was even a doubt in their head that... Uh, that Ngannou, you know, it, with Ngannou not finishing that fight, there was no way he was going to win that fight. He had to finish him. He had to knock him out 
or TKO him, and it didn't happen. So now he gets his chance against another big name boxer in Anthony Joshua, who's made you know he's made a big name for himself. He's fought Deontay Wilder, or no, he's fought who has he fought before? Maybe he hasn't fought either one of them yet. He was supposed to fight Deontay Wilder, but uh, anyways, he's fought a lot of big names. the The big matches have been trying to be made between him and Deontay Wilder, him and Tyson Fury. They haven't been able to put it together. And Deontay Wilder lost his last fight. And they were talking about the fact that they had already signed a contract to fight each other. So I don't know what happened there. And I guess uh, this is a bigger matchup now. And Ngannou gets is going to get a huge payday from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing and what I've what I've uh, just seen on social media is that the the it's going to be like 20 mil again for Francis Ngannou, which that's what he got. Uh, with Tyson Fury, and then um, Anthony Josh was getting like 60 mil for this fight. So, yeah, big money, and Ganu's getting paid. That's good for him, especially since, you know, that's what he was. He was looking to box, and he was looking to make that money, and that's what he's doing. So this matchup got made, and I'm actually pretty surprised about it because I thought for sure they were going to either do another Tyson Fury fight because of how close that was and all the speculation that he didn't train correctly for Ngannou. He took him lightly, so they, you know, want to bring him back and maybe have him really, like, work him, finish him, you know, show and prove that he, uh, show and prove that he really is a thousand times better than Ngannou, um, and get that doubt out of people's heads. But now he has a fight lined up with, uh, Alexander Usyk, so... We'll see how he does with that fight. And then maybe Ngannou winds up getting the win against Anthony Joshua, which a lot of people don't think he can do. Um, But a lot of people didn't think he could knock down Tyson Fury either. So maybe he gets that win. Fury gets the win. Another big matchup. Maybe it's for the belt. Maybe Ngannou works his way up. I mean, he's ranked now. I think he's ranked in number 10 in the top 10. So with that, if he is able to get a win out of this or even an impressive showing like he did against Tyson uh, Fury, then there you go. He can get that rematch and who knows what will happen in that second fight. So this is big news, big boxing news, big news for MMA with Francis Ngannou going over and really proving himself as opposed to what other MMA fighters have done. But sticking on that boxing news... A little bit more on the uh, MMA side. We got Jorge Gamebred Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. Um, No one has really said yet where, what promotion, uh, what event. I don't think any, any of that's been said yet. But these two are set up to fight again. They fought each other in MMA in the UFC. It's a doctor stoppage win for Masvidal because uh, Diaz... Had a gigantic cut on his eye. They wouldn't let him, you know, finish the fight. Doctor stoppage for the BMF title. And Masvidal got that win. So now we get a rematch in boxing. And hopefully Diaz shows a little more of... A little more skill in boxing than he did against uh, Jake Paul. I don't know what was going on there. He did not look good, though. He did not look like the boxer we've seen him look like in MMA. And maybe he's just not great at boxing. 
um, as an individual sport as he is his boxing for MMA, you know. But I'm hoping that he, I'm hoping that he comes back and shows and proves that, you know, he can do better than that. And the this could be a great fight between these two. They're two big names, two recognizable names. So it would be nice to see a really good fight come out of this one. But with that being said, you know, UFC 300's coming up uh, early this year in April. And uh, the rumors have been going around about who... Who's going to be the main event? What are they going to be the big fights? What What's happening here? And Diaz has been <laughs> tweeting about it, talking about he would how he would love to uh, he would love to fight at UFC 300, but there's no one to fight. <laughs> Dustin Poirier threw it out there saying, "Hey, let's do it." Um, but of course, yeah, that that's that's not happening. That's already been said. Uh, you know, he's lined up for this fight here already. Uh, this has been confirmed multiple sources, apparently. So I guess we'll have to wait and see for all of the, you know, the 100% confirmation and news of where and when and how and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, there's still people talking about having Nate Diaz fight Connor in 300. But Connor already talked about, like I said in the last show, that him and Chandler are fighting at uh, International Fight Week for uh, the UFC in June. June 29th. So that's already in the works too. So who knows? But some announcements have been made for 300. But before 300 happens, we have UFC 299. And it's looking stacked. It's looking like it should be the lineup for UFC 300. Which is kind of crazy because it's almost like... So we have this month, we have next week, actually. Not this weekend, but next weekend... We have Sean Strickland versus Drickus Duplessis. That's gonna be that's gonna be a pretty good fight if those two fight like they did in the stands. Um, well, hopefully better than that because obviously they'll be out in the open and able to do whatever you know, show and prove their skill instead of just uh, trying to get as many punches off before they get separated. But that fights this month, and then next month uh, is. Uh, Volkanovski versus Topuria, that should be pretty good. I haven't uh I haven't really seen the rest of that card and how it's shaping out. They haven't really uh done a whole lot with that one, I, I don't think. But um 299 is looking like it should be 300. We got Sean O'Malley versus uh Cheeto Vera 2 for the main event. The just announced not too long ago, Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Saint Denis. Uh, as the co-main, and then Gilbert Burns versus uh, Jack uh, Delamontalena, that's going to be a banger. Kevin Holland versus Michael Venom Page, Michael Venom Page coming over from Bellator. You got uh, Curtis Blades versus uh, uh, fuck Almeida, I can't remember his first name. Uh, Peter Yan versus Song Yudong. Mateus Gamrot versus uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. And then Caitlin Chukagian versus Macy Barber. Like, that's a stacked fucking card. And obviously, the main card is probably made up of the first five fights. And then the rest are undercard, something like that. So, I mean, that's a hell of a fight card right there. But for 300, like, they haven't announced the whole thing yet. We have 
the ones that have been announced are Aljamain Sterling versus Kelvin Cater. Aljamain Sterling's going up in weight to fight Kelvin Cater. And then uh, we have Cody Brundage versus Bo Nickel and Yuri Prohaska versus Alexander Rakic. And then I think today another one was announced, which was uh, Cody Garbrandt versus Davison Figueredo because Figueredo went up, went up in weight. Cody looked good in his last fight with that walk-off uh, KO. And then also, Yan Xiaonan versus uh, Wei Li, or Zhang Wei Li for that's one of the title fights. Dana said that there was going to be three title fights on this on this card. I don't know how they're going to make that happen. I, I would think that maybe two is possible, but three, I don't know. So we're still waiting to see what the what that announcement's going to look like and waiting to see how it all shapes up, what the rest of the card looks like. I need a drink because my voice is starting to get all cracky again. <laughs> That's a problem. My throat dries out like super quick uh, when I'm talking a lot. And then if I'm outside and there's wind blowing, wow, I basically lose my voice very fast. So that's why I say I'm lucky I'm even doing this today. But anyway, with this 299 card, it's insane. Uh, that's a dope ass card. It's going to be fun. Um, I don't remember where 299 is happening, but I should look it up real fast because I was actually curious about that. Let's see if it'll tell us. Uh, damn. It doesn't say here. I'd have to really look. I think, is that the Miami card? Maybe that was the Miami card. UFC 299 location. Let's see what this says. <clears throat> yes, Miami. So that is the Miami card. Okay, so I think February UFC 298 is going to be in Mexico. No. Honda Center. Australia. Oh, Australia. No, that's not right. Uh, to defend his with blah, 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 blah. Where the fuck is that? <clears throat> Nah, who cares? <laughs> anyway, I was just trying to figure that out because that was one of the things I was actually wondering as well. But at least I know 299 is obviously in Miami. And <clears throat> 298 should be a pretty good card as well. Like I said, I haven't really seen who all is supposed to be on that card. But uh, actually, let me check that real quick. That's what's good about this. Okay, Volkanovski versus Toporia. Oh, Robert Whittaker versus Paulo Costa. That should be a damn good fight. Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. Those are the only fights on the main card so far. Tatiana Suarez versus Amanda Lemos. And Marcos Rogerio de Lima versus Justin Taffa. Those are on the prelim card. And then you got a few cards of Amanda Lee versus Miranda Maverick uh, on the early prelims. So it's not it hasn't been rounded out yet. But yeah, so we're waiting on 300. 299's 
looking like a banger. And there you go. Combat Sports News. That's really all we got right now. There's not a whole lot else going on. You know, it's slow starting for the new year. But once this this fight card happens this weekend, that's, you know, things will start picking up. Things are going to start happening. And don't get me wrong, just because I'm having a drink now, I've been drinking a lot of water. <laughs> I've been drinking nothing but water. So much damn water. It's like having to take a piss every two seconds. <laughs> uh, TMI, I know, but... Dude, I've been trying to drink so much fucking water. Um, been taking meds and stuff like just trying to get better. So I had to do the show, though. Um, I hope my voice isn't driving anybody too crazy, and hopefully it holds up for the rest. But let's move on to the main event of the show. As always, UFC Vegas 284. We have Magomed Ankulayev. Versus Johnny Walker, part two, because the first fight ended in uh, no contest due to a illegal knee being thrown. Oh, no. <laughs> My music hasn't been playing that whole time. That's hilarious. That whole first round, I'm thinking the music's playing, and it wasn't because I panicked, and I turned everything down. So that's fun. Well, now you got some music, because it wasn't playing before. But my my background music, I don't know if anybody really pays attention to it, but I like having the background music, because it, it breaks it up a little bit. You know, it's just me here talking. So me just talking on my own, I don't know. I feel like having the music going a little bit is good. Uh, as long as it's not too loud. So hopefully I don't have that up too loud. <clears throat> but I panicked and had my little mess up in the beginning and I turned it all down <laughs> like a dumbass. So anyway, uh, Uncle Laya versus Walker 2. Uh, first, first one, I think Johnny Walker got a little rocked and uh, wound up on the ground and had a knee down, and then Uncle Live came up and fucking kneed him in the head. And then he looked like Walker looked like he was okay. But when the doctor came in and asked him where he was, this was happening in uh, in uh, Abu Dhabi, I think, or no Dubai. I don't even remember where it was. Anyway, he said he asked him what country he was in, and he said the desert. So the doctor was like, "Nope, he's not going to continue." So that was it. So, and, and it was a disappointing way to end that fight. It seemed like a good fight to get going. So, um, yeah, it kind of sucked that it ended that way. So, now we have the rematch for the main event here this week for the first event of 2024. Um, oh, man. I'm like, I feel like the music was loud and then I turned it down too much. <laughs> I'm all over the place, but that's all right. Uh, I blame it on the sickness this time. But let's see who's on the prelims. This isn't like the biggest card to start the year off with. There's not a whole lot going on on this card. Um, There's a couple names at the top, but nothing big, nothing too crazy. So, hey, it is what it is. And at least after a month off, we get 
we finally get a, a, a fight card. So I'll take it. Uh, let's see at the bottom of the card. Nicholas Moda versus Tom Nolan. Tom Nolan is undefeated, 6-0. and Versus Moda, who's 13-5 and in the lightweight division. Uh, let's see, anyone else? Man, there's a lot of... Uh, just up and come. Matthew Semmelsberger versus Preston Parsons in the welterweight division. Semmelsberger's 11 and 6. Parsons 10 and 4. And then we got, oh man, I totally forgot about this. Andre Arlovsky, his overall record is 34 and 22. That's 56 total fights in the UFC. I I I don't even know. There's so many fights. In the UFC. Oh God. He's had so many runs in the UFC. It's hard to even count. He only had four fights. Before he got into the UFC. And then. He was in the UFC for. 2000. 2000 through 2008 and then he left for a bit two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen and then came back in 2014 and has been there ever since that's crazy 14 out of his what did I say? Uh, 56 fights. So 46, 42 fights in the UFC. That's crazy. Now him and Jim, Jim Miller's on this card as well. Jim Miller also has like 40 some, uh, 30 some odd fight, 40 some. I'll have to look again, but he has, they, the, these two guys have like 50 fights between each other, or I'm sorry, like 60 fights between each other. In this on this card, it's crazy. So Arlovsky's fighting. Uh I don't even know who his opponent is. Oh, Waldo Cortez Acosta, who is 10 and 1 overall, coming off a I think a win. Yes, over I can't say that guy's name. August of last year. Uh KO by punches in the first round for Acosta. And Arlovsky also is coming off. Nope, Arlovsky's coming off a loss. He's on a two-fight losing streak, so hopefully he can break that, get a win over Acosta, and keep going with this crazy run of UFC fights. But he's fucking... How old is he? 44, and he's still fighting and has 54 fights overall. 44, what, 42? He has almost as many fights as he is for every year of his age. Which is crazy. So catch that one. Heavyweight fight between Andre Olofsky versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. Then we get to the main event. Or I'm sorry, the main card. The main card starts off with Phil Haas versus Bruno Fajeda. Uh, Phil Haas, 35 years old. Fajeda, 31. We got an MMA record of 12-5 and five for Haas. And 10-1 and one for Fajeda. So, Phil Haas, if you remember, because he's got that Randall 
um, Kevin Randall look with the bleach blonde hair. Um, if you know Kevin, if you're a hardcore fan, you know who Kevin Randall is. Uh, Randallman. I'm sorry. I keep saying Randall. It's Kevin Randallman. But, uh, yeah. Excuse me. The sickness, man. It's messing with my brain. <laughs> Kevin Randallman. He was the monster. Crazy. But, um, yeah, he's got that look on him. But, anyway, he was in the corner of Dylan Dennis, and he was one of the guys causing all the ruckus in the fucking corner, backstage, all that shit, in the cage, or in the ring and stuff when, when uh, Dennis fought uh, Logan Paul. And he was easily known who he was because he had the fucking hair there, too. But, anyway, in the UFC, Phil Haas is 4-3. and Vejeda's 1-1. One and one. Um, they both got pretty decent knockouts. Uh, eight knockouts for Haas, seven for Fajeda. Couple of subs each. Um, couple decisions for Haas, none for Fajeda. So Fajeda doesn't like to go to decision. He likes to finish the fight for sure. They're both coming off of losses. Phil Haas being two in a row for him, so he's trying to break that, uh, break that losing streak. Um, two two losses in the UFC is never good especially in a row, so, and, and, I mean, he had, he's on, man, in his last four fights, he only has one win, so, that's not good, and every, every one of his fights in the past four fights have ended by KO, except for the one he, he won, which was ended by K, or TKO, so, if you're betting on this fight, just judging by what both of these guys do, I would say bet on either an under four rounds uh, or, or you know, for it not to go the distance or for a KO or TKO from one of them because Fajeda's coming off a loss by KO as well, but the rest of his wins are all by KO or TKO. So that's something to look at when you're, when you're looking to bet. I know if I'm... I'm not great at betting, but when I'm looking at betting, that's what I'm looking at because you can make those prop bets or parlay something in there and, you know, possibly get that. So both these guys are heavy hitters. Phil Haas has, you know, he's got that physique, man. He's he's ripped up. He's shredded, but um, just bad luck for him in the past few fights. Hasn't been able to put it, put it together, taking shots, getting KO'd. Uh, so he needs to turn it around because that's two losses in a row. You get that third. If he gets KO'd in this fight, you can be damn sure that he's going to get cut. Um, so Bruno Vejeda is going to be looking to try to make that happen and not collect his second loss in a row and also uh, his second loss overall because he only has one loss on his record, which was his last fight. That was his first loss in his career. Um, and you know, you never know, I say it all the time. You never know how these guys are going to bounce back from their first loss after being undefeated, especially when you're like 10 and 0 and then you come, you know, you get that first loss and it messes with your head. So this might be Phil Haas's time to capitalize and come back from that little skid he has of two fights and get a big knockout win over Fajeda or Fajeda can come out and maybe end, uh, Haas's career in the UFC for for now at least so that's the first fight of the night I gotta keep taking sips man because my throat <clears> throat> I don't want to be 
clear my throat over and over again. Next fight, Ricky Simone versus Mario Batista. Yeah, Simone is uh, Simon, Simone. I believe it's Simone, especially with that little thing over the O. <laughs> uh, but he had the, uh, apparently he had, he's the one with the crazy kind of mullet style hair. You can see it in this picture a little bit, but apparently he cut it off. <laughs> he said Batista's too good looking. He didn't want to be the ugly one out of the two. <laughs> I was laughing when I heard that. He was on uh, UFC Unfiltered earlier today. But um, yeah, both these guys, similar age, uh, 20 and 4 for Ricky uh, and uh, 13 and 2 for Batista. Um, And then 8 and 3 in the UFC. For Ricky Simone, six six KOs, uh, two by loss, and then uh, four and one in the sub category. So he's got four submissions, ten decisions though. That's a lot. Eleven overall, one loss, and he's coming off a loss. So uh, that's a lot of decisions. But I mean, Ricky Simone is always involved in a, in a pretty fun fight. So even if it does go to decision, that's something that. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a boring fight. Batista is on a five-fight win streak. So, and his last fights have been, let's see how he's been winning. Uh, looks like he's got, he's 7-2 and two in the UFC. Uh, more subs and KOs, a few decisions. So, you know, this has potential to be an exciting fight. They're fighting in the... Uh, Crap. Uh, Bantamweight division. I couldn't think of the, the name of the division. Fighting in the Bantamweight division, you know these small guys, they go at it, and they're pretty uh, fast-paced. So, especially Ricky Simone, if you've seen him fight before, he definitely is is high-paced fight and exciting. So, and he's willing to step in there and throw. So, this should be a decent fight. Fight fight win streak, like I said, for Batista. So he's looking to keep that going. And if Simone can um, turn that last loss into a win, break that streak for him, should be good. 20 and 4, I mean, he only has a few losses. And he did lose to Song Yadong. So it's not like he lost to some scrub. He actually lost to a great competitor uh, in his last fight. So let's see what happens with this fight. Simone. Again, heavy hands, exciting fighter, and there's that crazy hair I was talking about. Uh, but Batista got those really good submissions, man, and he's quick with it, and he and he gets in his positions very fast. So this could be uh, fire on the feet, fire on the on on the ground. I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be high paced, fast, and uh, exciting. So hopefully. That's how that fight goes. Let's move on to Jim Miller versus Gabriel Benitez. Now, Jim Miller has been kind of in the news lately because <laughs> he's been, <clears throat> of course, talking about wanting to fight at UFC 300. And now that he's fighting here, a lot of people question if that was going to still happen. But apparently he said, give me the contract. I'll sign it. I don't care what happens in this last fight. Uh... So he's just looking to stay active. He wants to be 
the first person to fight in UFC 100, 200, and 300, which sounds like it's going to happen unless he gets seriously injured in this fight. That's a risk he's taking by fighting right now and not, you know, possibly not being able to make it to UFC 300 by taking this fight. So best of luck to him because I do want to see him do well. Um, he's, he's one of those great guys that have been around for a long time. Um, 36 and 17 overall, 26 and 16 in the UFC. So that's, uh, two, that's 42 fights. Damn. Is that right? 30? Yeah. 42 fights in the UFC. I, it might be 43 because I think he has like a no contest or something too. Yeah. 43 fights in the UFC. Damn, that's like Ar Arlovsky. Yeah, he had a no contest against Pat Healy back in 2013. Holy shit. And he's fought big names. So 43 fights in the UFC, going for his 44th fight. He's 40 years old, seven KO wins, only stopped twice by KO or TKO, 19 submission wins for Jim Miller. So you know you get on the ground and he's dangerous. He can get those fucking chokes in and you're done. He's a scrappy fucker. Um, only three of those losses uh, by submission for him. And then he doesn't do well in this, the decision column. That's a lot of decisions. Uh, 22 decisions in his record. And 12 of them he's lost. So if it goes to decision, it doesn't really go his way most more times than none. But, uh, I mean, it's it's fairly close, 12 to 10, but that's still a lot of decision losses. So he really doesn't want to let that go to decision because it's too, it's too much uh, teetering on the side that he's going to lose that. <coughs> but he's been around for so damn long, man. And Jim Miller, I mean, he's not one of those guys that... <coughs> so sorry. He's not one of those guys that... Uh, is super flashy or anything, but he's just really skilled, really fast, and good at what he does. I think he only he's only been on like one four fight losing streak. It's he had two there, one there, one there. Yeah, he had one four fight losing streak in 2017 through 2018, and that was it. He's only ever lost like two fights in a row besides that. So I mean, he's constantly winning. Uh, and I mean, his record shows that obviously, but yeah, he's just one of those scrappy little fuckers. And, uh, and, and, and he's also battled Lyme disease throughout most of his life. So it's pretty impressive that he's been able to do as well as he has and the longevity is, of his career while also battling Lyme disease, which is not fun, uh, from everything I've heard. So yeah, Jim Miller, badass. And I want to see him make it to UFC 300. And he says that is going to wrap up his career soon after that, if not at 300. So I don't know that it's been confirmed that he said he's going to retire at UFC 300. But, you know, there's talks around him retiring soon after that, if not there. So good luck to him here against a, a younger guy, a little bit younger, 35 years old, Gabriel Benitez, 33 and 10 overall, 7 and 6 in UFC. Um, so that's what, 43 fights. He's had as many fights in his career as... Chip Miller has had in the UFC. Talk about an experience difference there. Um, and only a five-year age difference, so that's kind of crazy. But, uh, 
let's see uh <clears throat> nine wins by ko four by law four losses for him by ko or tko 10 submission wins so this might turn into a really good um a really good ground game fight there might be some good grappling and submission attempts in this fight considering they both have double digit wins in the submission column and then he's four and four when it comes to decisions four wins four losses and they're both coming off a win so we'll see how this one goes um you know a little bit of a younger less experienced guy overall compared to jim miller who's a, just a fucking legend at this point and jim miller still has that fight in him still has that fire under his ass this should be a good one i mean you could see here that flush punch right there holy shit and jim miller will get bloodied up he's he's got that dog in him though he'll get bloodied up he'll get beat up but he's still coming at you and he can still finish you he can still win that fight even if he's looking down but benitez being that short you know shorter <laughs> they're both kind of short because they're smaller weights but <clears throat> yeah this is half oh it's lightweight i mean it's not that bad 155 but uh being the little bit of a younger guy you know good ground and pound um like i said he's good on the ground so this should be a fairly competitive fight let's move on to the co-main mateus uh nicolau versus uh manel cop this this one has potential too because manel cop is an explosive ass fighter this dude comes out with the fury fucking he comes out hot for sure and nicolau's no joke himself i mean 30 nicolau's 31 manel cop's 30 nicolau has a record of 19 and 3 overall 4 and 1 in the ufc five wins by kotko lost three times in that in that uh category he's got five wins by sub and nine wins by decision but he's coming off a loss so uh yeah i mean but let's see who is he i'm pretty sure he's had a pretty a couple decent names in there on his record his last fight was against uh brandon royval uh which he lost and that was in april of last year but he's beat match now david dovrak tim elliott manel cop oh this is a rematch they fought before and uh nicolau won i didn't even realize that it was a split decision win though back in march of 2021 so manel cop's looking for some revenge here and uh let's see he's 19 and 6 overall so like pretty pretty similar records four and two in the ufc but he's got manel cop's got 11 wins by ko hasn't been stopped by ko or tko at all 11 ko tko wins out of his 19 that's pretty damn good which you know what he's looking for F uh five wins by sub and uh only only lost twice by sub and then three and four in the in the decision column so and he's on a four fight win streak and those four fights were against Felipe Dos Santos, David Dovrak, Zalgus Zamul, oh, fuck, and Ode Osborne. I'm not even gonna try to say that dude's name. <laughs> so since he fought Nicolau last, he is on a four fight win streak. So that lit a fire under his ass, and apparently he's out there ready to continue that fight, that win streak. 
Um, four fight win streak. He was looking for five. But here's Nicolau. Big punch. Uh, and Manal Cop. Definitely looking for KO, TKO. That's how he likes to win. That's how he does win. So he's going to come out with the Fury, throwing those those fists as hard as he can. Um, and, you know, looking for that stoppage to get back at uh, Nicolau for that decision win that he ran away with last time. Then we get to the main event, which is good because my throat is not holding up as well as I hoped. I can feel it. It's getting worse and worse. So we'll talk about this main event and then we'll get the hell out of here. (laughs) And I will rest my voice and my throat for the rest of the night. But thanks for holding in there if you're still here watching. And if you're listening later on, I apologize for the clearing of the throat and everything. But... Thanks for bearing with me. Uh, yeah, Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker. Another rematch. Um, because, like I said earlier, Ankalaev threw that illegal knee while Walker was down. And Walker couldn't answer the questions of the doctor. So, it was a doctor stoppage. Uh, no contest, which is weird. You would think it'd be a DQ for Ankalaev, considering he threw the illegal knee. But they called it a no contest. So... Both of these guys are 31 years old. Um, Uncle Iev is 17 and one overall, nine one and one in the UFC, nine and zero oh in the KO TKO column, which means he's got nine wins by KO or TKO. Uh, he's only lost once by sub. He has no submission wins, and he's got eight decision wins, no decision losses. And his last two fights, he had a no contest against Johnny Walker that I just explained. Then he had a draw when he was fighting for the um, vacant uh, light heavyweight title against Jan Blakowicz. That's kind of stinker of a fight. Oh, man. So his past two fights have not been great. So he needs to step it up here. And, uh, you know, when you have two undecisive fights on your record for your last two fights it's almost as bad as having two losses so he needs to step it up here and look for a big finish uh that'd be his best bet but he's fighting somebody who is awkward (coughs) and explosive johnny walker likes to do a lot of crazy flying attacks spinning attacks everything uh but he's 21 and 7 overall with a record in the UFC of 7-4-1. and one. He's got 16 KO wins, but 4 KO TKO losses. Uh, 3 submission wins and with 1 loss in the submission column. And then he's 2-2 two and two when it comes to decisions. Uh, 2 wins and 2 losses. So, not a lot of decisions on his record. Um, <clears throat> because he's always, looking for, he's always looking for a finish with those crazy strikes. Uh... But, you know, Uncle Iev hits hard, heavy hands against Thiago Silva. I mean, that was, he, he's not a hard guy. I mean, he's not an easy guy to get out of there. And he, you know, landed some big punches on him as well as against Jan Blakowicz. But even though that wound up being a draw, it was a draw because they both, you know, they both fought it out pretty hard. Um, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but they definitely exchanged some big punches some big strikes overall. Ooh, man. Getting there. I am getting there. 
Uh, but yeah, he got this big uh, KO versus Ian Kutalaba, that nasty um, ground and pound. But he's got to watch out for Johnny Walker's flying attacks. Like I said, he likes this uh, flying knee. He likes jumping straight up in the air with that knee out there, ready to knock you out with it. Wants to land it on the chin. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, he's got the big punches as well. This, again, an impressive win against uh, Paul Craig, which was uh, unexpected. I mean, I thought this was going to kind of be a better fight when it came down to it. And uh, Johnny Walker came away with a big win over Paul Craig. That was, uh, yeah, that was by TKO in the first round. And Paul Craig is not an easy guy to get out of there, especially that early. So, <clears throat> and then... Uh, yeah, he's also got he's also got the submission game against Ian Kutalaba again. They share a similar opponent, and they both got wins over him. While uh, Uncle I have got the uh, KO win over Ian Kutalaba, Johnny Walker got a submission win over him. So, uh, yeah, except um, Uncle I have did it in the first round very quickly as opposed to Ankoliev. I mean, as opposed to Walker uh, who uh, got Kutulaba out of there in the first round as well, but it was uh, four minutes in. So yeah, like I said, these two are pretty, pretty similarly matched up. Um, that last fight was looking pretty decent until the illegal knee. So we'll see what this fight has to hold main event fight it's happening Saturday. I believe it is a little bit earlier because I believe there's also a boxing match after that. Better Biev is fighting on ESPN after the UFC fight, if I remember correctly. Let me see what time. This is uh, main card starts at 5, 5 p.m. And being that there's, what, five fights? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be over fairly quick. So... A uh, little bit of an earlier start, five five p.m. Arizona time. Make you know, make that work for your time zone. Just look at look up uh, UFC events, Google UFC events, and as long as you have your location on, the uh, yeah, the Google search will bring up the card and tell you exactly what time the main card uh, gets started in your time zone. That's a little tip I learned after, while doing this podcast. Because I always try to find out what time things start. And yeah, uh, I like to be right about it and not, you know, tell people the wrong times. So I'm going to take my last sip here. And in under an hour, I did this podcast because there wasn't a lot to cover. But I want to get out of here before I lose my voice completely <laughs> or before I even push it to that point. So thank you for everybody who joined in, who joined in. Um, thanks to my mom, <laughs> she joined in and, uh, and, uh, you know, gave me a little get well in the, uh, in the chat. Alexa, stop. Echo, stop. <laughs> I don't know why my stupid Amazon device is talking to me. It's been doing that a lot lately. Apparently it wants attention. Anyway, Magics, thanks for joining in as well in the chat. Everyone else that was watching, thank you. Thanks for the support as usual. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. 
uh, I'm going to go rest my voice and uh, hopefully my throat doesn't get any worse in the morning. <laughs> Thanks again. We'll see. Oh, uh, Technically Unsound Podcast. Join in this Sunday, uh, 7 p.m. Arizona time. Tuesdays as well. We should be back this week full force like usual. And we'll have a lot to talk about because we took a week off. So don't forget to watch that. Go subscribe, all that good stuff. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel as well. Um, Share it with somebody. Follow all my social media going on down there. And, yeah, we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks again. I'm out. Peace. Oh, I got to actually push the right button now. (laughs) I'm out. Later.